boys did an emergency podcast without me last night. It hurt. It hurt. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah. Casanova over here. He, when, couldn't, hey. he couldn't make it? When, <laughs> when I was first starting on air, mm. I used to stress to our old boss, yo, we got to do these. Yeah. I, even actually our old podcast boss. This is what's cr- so crazy. Our old podcast boss. I'd be like, oh. we need to get our podcast out when the news story happens. And they'd be like, no, we need evergreen podcasts. And I'd be like, yeah, that's not really what they are. He was like, drops. He's like, trust me, we'll wait two days and we'll get this podcast out. Two people in the world just yeah. got the joke. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know, but it's funny. It was funny. Trust me. Hey, everybody listening, what Good he joke. said, what Sammy said was bang on funny. And finally, like Ennis and I started doing mm. emergency pods. I remember that. Right? And we'd mm-hmm. be like, we're doing this, we're doing this. And they nobody cared at all. And now the one time in the whole dead of summer I know. where I'm actually doing something I and I'm out. I know. And the Austin Matthews, ping, 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 <laughs> ping. All of a sudden my phone is going bananas and everyone's losing their mind. But here's, here's the positive spin, okay? Mm-hmm. This gets to be... I'm a, I'm a, I'm back as a radio guy, okay? I'm not a podcast guy. The radio bunk is all the way back, okay? Yeah. Y'all in the car? got to wait till 9 a.m., baby. Not, you wait. You waited and you waited, and now is the time that you get live. There's no editing. There's no, oh, maybe I'll go back and change. Nope. No. Uh, pure. You know what else? Mm. I was also a pure radio guy because I basically lived in the era of no social media. I was out. I was out of time. I was on my phone scrolling. I wasn't reading everybody else's opinions. I wasn't seeing everybody else basically celebrate Austin Matthews. I opened up my phone this morning because mm-hmm. I, I, like, I saw the Austin Matthews tweet because that's what he released and people were sending me screenshots and yeah. you know tweets of that. Mm-hmm. Me but, with a question mark, pod? Yeah. <laughs> and I went, damn. Hot date? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went, damn. <laughs> so I get back, uh, I, like, this morning, I'm kind of looking, I'm kind of scrolling. I saw maybe one or two tweets, and a lot of them were about, hey, Matthews made a savvy business decision. I was like looking at a couple of the articles, and I was like, savvy business decision. And I would like to say this. Am I happy that Austin Matthews is remaining a Toronto Maple Leaf? Yes. Is this pretty well in line with what I thought it was going to be? For sure. Why am I supposed to love this exactly? Like, what, what about this? Am you I don't sp- have to. Because I, I don't. And this is funny because I said this the first time Matthew signed. I hate the term. I don't understand why the term is so short. And this time it's the same thing. I thought that Leafs fans would be really happy if it was five. And I never really thought three was realistic. Three would have been, come on, crazy banana land. Slaps in the face. Yeah. And so to me, Matthew's kind of ended up with a contract that is just genuinely perfect for him. Where it's four years, so he, they people don't get the full fear of the three, and they say he kind of likes us. It takes him till he's thirty, <laughs> and then we'll reevaluate. And he took an amount of money that, by the way, is a bigger percentage of the cap than Nathan McKinnon got. Yeah, it's the only other person that's higher is McDavid. Bigger percentage of the cap than McKinnon got mm-hmm. at half the term. Yeah. Why am I? I don't. Okay. Good for Austin Matthews, man. Got nothing against the guy. Seems like a good dude. Likes the same. Likes Bieber like I do. <laughs> Likes the Toronto Maple Leafs like I do. Likes fashion. Likes like fashion like I do. Yeah. No hate. Like, yeah. like, like Matthews. Uh-huh. Why am I, if I'm a Toronto Maple Leafs fan or somebody in my position who cares primarily about the health of the Toronto Maple Leafs and their fan base, thrilled that in a league where just about every superstar 
signs for eight years now, seven, eight years now, Matthews is signing for half of it. And that in a couple of years, we're basically going to be back in this position. Like this thing's going to evaporate immediately. Remember when Kipper was taking stones for uh, a couple of takes he had throughout the year where he went, Hey, Matthews might consider leaving if things go awry. You know, how fast do you think that's going to kick up with at least miss the next two years in the playoffs? Yeah, probably pretty quick. Yeah. And I, I think the most frustrating part for fans is looking around the league like you alluded to there. And I've been banging on this drum all summer yeah. when we've been doing shows. I've been talking about this all summer. It's that every Leaf fan looks around the league and says, why don't we get our guy for eight years? Why are we why, so different? Why are we the ones where the guys that play here mm-hmm. have to reinvent the wheel and turn these into NBA contracts? Why do they have to middle it so they can be the richest guy ever? I know. That's what drives me. That's mm-hmm. what drives a lot of my Leaf fan brethren insane. Like, I know you have a lot of Leaf fans in your life. I have a ton. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say that the message from a lot of them yesterday was overly positive. That's it. They're clearly happy to have Austin Matthews. And I think you can take a little bit of a victory lap if you're a Leaf fan because of all the people that said that there's no way he'll re-up after this contract. Yeah, but those people but, were dumb. But I should hope he re-ups. Yeah, no kidding. He just got the highest AAV and literal NHL history. It's an old league and he got it for four years to middle it so he can get paid again at age 30, which he will. I, of course I should hope he would sign that contract. If he's not going to sign that baby, then we got real problems. That's that's what I don't get. And, and I, they went, I I read our boy Luke Fox today. Mm -hmm. Actually, I don't know if it was Luke or Jonas, but I was reading one of the articles this morning. (laughs) Well, it was like, yeah, I know, but I, those are the only two guys I read. I took a peek at both of those things and I texted a couple of people trying to get some feelers about some stuff. Okay. Okay. You know, I I put the tentacles out to just try to be like, Hey, is there anything here that I'm missing? Yeah. Is there anything here? And basically I got from one of those two articles and from one other person that the Leafs were one at eight. Yeah. They wanted the eight. And then they went, they compromised. And I went, wait, that's a big old compromise. I was like, what was, what was the compromise? He was starting at zero. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to do it yeah. at all. Like, How is this a compromise? Trade request. Was that the yeah. other thing? Like, I, <laughs> I don't get it. I, I, I just don't get it. And here's, here's my thing is the, I'm curious to see if the Matthews contract is going to be the start of a player empowerment era around the rest of hockey. I wonder if this shifts things now for the guys that are coming up behind him. Like if you're the next generation of player, are you going to start to bet on yourself a little bit more like Austin Matthews? If you are, um, let's just say within his stratosphere of player, I'm not talking about like, and no offense, I'm just picking out a random all-star ish guy. Like if you're Clayton Keller, you're taking the big old bag of money, Mm -hmm. right? You're a good player, you're a solid player, you're an all-star caliber player, but you're not one of the game's greatest 10 guys, and you're never going to be. So you take the huge bag of money, you take the guarantee, you you roll that over the next couple of seasons. But even just sort of looking at this past offseason with what Tyler Bertuzzi did, no, he's just trying to kick the can down yeah. or kick the can down the line to be able to hit the higher free agency number. But whether this is going to be something players do, because I don't know why, I don't understand the leverage the Leafs had with Austin Matthews. They had none. Yeah, zero. So I don't like other than this, which was, Hey man, um, William Nylander's there's reports anyways, that Nylander might take less if other guys take less. And you watch that interview. Well, yeah, I'm going to talk about it. I think that's the reason we got a contract yesterday because he's like, what's the rush? What's the rush? Like, okay, here's an extension, Matthews. We're not dealing with this anymore. I have 
I have very fiery thoughts about uh, the Willy Nilly. I did 25 okay, bets yeah. on it yesterday yeah. where I got a yeah. pee-pee whack after. So. You got pee-pee whack? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, did. I might get pee-pee whack yeah. for that too. Good, then. good. Yeah, yeah. I might get pee-pee whack for the thoughts I have on the Willy Nilly. Yes, right I did. I did. Yeah. Favreau's like, uh, it's been a while. Sammy, it's time for a little whack. Yeah, you got a little whack? <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. He took out the stick? <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he took out the stick and he was like, ah, yeah. uh, bad boy. Yeah, bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're a bad little boy. <laughs> so, I just... I'm dumbfounded because it just seems all I've seen is this when I, when I looked around, all I've seen is this. Um, he's actually not that well paid. If you compare him to the NBA and NFL no. leagues that are much bigger than the yeah. NHL. I'm like, yeah, does you Matthews know, play in the NBA? I was going to say, you know who he's probably really paid well compared to guys who play hurling in <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> they probably look at the Matthews deal. Say that's pretty uh, sweet. It's a pretty sweet deal. All I'm saying is, I thought a lot of this offseason for Matthews was going to come down to, hey, man, how are you going to show your commitment to the Toronto Maple Leafs? Were you going to show it to them with some more term or are you going to show it to them with a little bit of a capitulation on the, the cap number? Mm-hmm. And he took a higher cap percentage than Nathan McKinnon and he took half as many years. I'm thrilled the guy's back. I think it extends the window for the Leafs by another four years, which is phenomenal. I'm saying, and I'm including this one because the final year of Matthew's deal at this point, when he's going to be 29, turning 30, we're back into the who knows Atlanta. It's so far away. Nobody's under contract. Who knows what the hell that's going to be, but you've got four years now of window with Matthews, which you're feeling pretty comfortable with overall. It's a win. I, I just, what is it? Comparison is the thief of joy. I'm normally someone that says, hey, stop looking at other people's Instagram accounts and looking at their best parts of their lives and comparing it to yours, right? Stop comparing your salary to somebody else's. Stop comparing your things or, you know, whatever. Just focus on sort of what you have. And so to an extent, I look at myself and say, if you're a Leafs fan, you should focus on the fact that you do have Austin Matthew. But this is, this is how these guys build these contracts out, is they compare themselves to the game's great stars. Mm-hmm. And, and I continue to remain at a loss as to why the Maple Leafs are so different. They were different with RFA. We were told, oh, don't worry. Everyone's going to be like Mitch Marner. Yeah. And then Miko Rantanen signed for less and Brilliant longer. Point. Yeah, it that, was the exact same bang, thing. And they bang, went, well, bang. he's in Tampa Bay. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. All, right, all right. But that does matter, the Tampa Bay thing. Anyway. Sure. Yeah. And then just to see Matthews do the four years and to still get the cap percentage that was higher than McKinnon's, I went, all right. I guess the, the small victory was... He signed for what three thirteen two five, and some people thought it could be thirteen five zero. He left, you know, two hundred fifty grand right. a year on the table. I went, all right, what a steal! I just went. If I'm William Nylander, or if I'm uh, Mitch Marner, and I'm looking at the next contract that I want with this team, I'm falling in behind Matthews, and he did something unprecedented. So why am I going to be the one that sacrifices? And this continues to be the thing down the line, anyways. Uh, Frank Saravelli of the Daily Faceoff. Uh, my guy joins me now. What's up, brother? How are we doing? Long time no speak. I know. I'm good. Uh, come out of the woodwork yeah. with an Austin Matthews signing. Yeah. Uh, you make a really compelling argument. Oh, I see why you like Frank. Well, I was going to say, this is like the first time Frank has said that to me. <laughs> Normally, Frank comes on and he's like, listen, you dumb Canadian idiot. <laughs> I disagree with everything you just said. Okay, so... Frank, maybe help me walk through this. Why are the Leafs so different than everybody else? Why, why is it us? Why is it here? Great question. It, it is a great question, and I would say, really, this is just a bridge off of the precedent that was set under Kyle Dubas. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you look at where the Leafs are right now and the contract that was just signed – 
the interesting thing about it is by cap percentage, based on what the cap will be, since we know what that is, it's a formula, 87.5 million bucks next season. Austin Matthews didn't really get a raise by percentage of cap. Like you could look at it and say, yeah, 11, six to, to yeah. 13, two, five. Yes, it's a raise, but by virtue of cap percentage, it's really not. And he really took more or less the same percentage of cap and is now just extending that out four more years. So a total of five additional, you know, five more years of Austin Matthews. But why, to, to bring that in perspective and full circle of team roster construction, why is that percentage higher than most? And why are the other star players on the Leafs roster, Marner, Tavares is a bit of a different story because yeah. he was a UFA. Yeah, it's different. And, and then now Nylander, their, their percentages are all higher than everyone else. And this is sort of an extension of that precedent. Now the next question is what happens when Marner is to, it's time to sign. Mm-hmm. Is he going to try and get the same sort of extension or is he looking for even more than that? Nylander has to get a raise because his numbers dictate that he, he certainly will. And the Leafs didn't have a lot of leverage here, but I think all things considered, when you view this contract versus what it could have been based on the precedent that was set, in some ways I kind of view this as a win-win for both sides. I love that, though. That That's actually one of my favorite things about it, is like people go, he could have signed for three and asked for more. And I went, oh, great. <laughs> that's... Great. That that's the win for the Maple Leafs. I would say this if he's staying at the same cap percentage in terms of what it was before. If everybody ends up doing that except for Nylander is going to want more of that pie. I don't see based on what happened with Marner's last negotiation seems like a pretty hard departure for him to all of a sudden be the one who goes, you know what? I'm going to be the one who changes these things. I'm going to be the one who takes a lower cap percentage. I'm not going to be a guy who breaks the bank. I'll sign the long term. I'll do the thing. That's a complete deviation. Why would would he change? Because all these guys have gotten exactly what they want here. So it's like, why would he get any different? Exactly. And, And all I would say to this is like, okay, can we just be realistic that the Leafs giving these guys that cap percentage and we're talking about Nylander on the lower cap percentage, right? It hasn't worked. Do it, it didn't work. They've won one playoff round during this entire thing. So the idea that you would continuously say, hey, you guys are going to either stay at the same cap percentage or some of you are in fact going to go higher and make it even more difficult to build out this roster that currently has a decor that, yeah, is pretty ugly right now it's a pretty scary it's a pretty scary blue line i I just don't understand how this continues to work and so maybe this just shifts the focus into something like sorry go ahead frank you want to say something there no i was just going to say the one part of the equation that will ultimately change or should change is tavares contract expiring yeah which is a big deal like it's not a in parentheses small thing like that's a significant chunk of cap that you could then reallocate to better um better balance your roster. And I would say that was really the fatal flaw of the Dubis tenure was it was great to put, you know, sort of the Leafs on the map and, and Hey, we're back and this is a premier destination. And I, I understand that everyone has enjoyed having John Tavares around and um, 
he's still been a productive player, just not really relative to cap. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it all went sideways. If you had given out the Nylander, or sorry, the Marner deal and the Matthews deal, and then, you know, Nylander signs for what he signed for after that holdout that the Leafs ended up essentially just capitulating on in anyway, mm-hmm. which they should have done in September that year, all those things would be f- fine if the Tavares deal wasn't on the books. Yeah, but it is. Mm-hmm. And here's the other part of this that's kind of tough. So we talked about, I just said, you've got four years now before Matthews enters his free agency walk year at, you know, age 29, 30. And that one, yes, it counts. Of course you have control, but I'm just saying to me, the window of kind of certainty of keeping this player and never examining a trade and knowing where you're at and trying to win around Matthews is going to be the first three years of this new contract and including this season right now. Like I'm just, it it could end up being the other one, but I'm saying it's four years. Two of those years are with Tavares on the books. So half of the time that you're going to end up having essentially with this guy is Tavares. I know that's kind of weird math that I'm throwing out there, but in terms of your certainty era with Matthews, in my opinion, half of it still has Tavares on the books. And that's part of the reason why it's frustrating that the guy takes a four-year term is you go, no, you'd love to have those years extend out throughout the, what does it look like after Tavares era? See, I know why Leaf fans are upset and frustrated saying four years, everyone else is signing for eight. Mm. I actually, like, I think term is the biggest detriment that teams put themselves through mm-hmm. in signing contracts. And and I realize why that's a win for Matthews because I pointed out yesterday, he's going to have $114 million in career earnings, which puts him, I think, in 30. the top 10. Yeah. Yeah, by the time he's 30. And that's that's incredibly impressive agent. because you you put in perspective what does that age mean yeah well that's sort of that's where nikita kucherov has been yeah right that's where he is right now and everyone still looks at him as incredibly productive so it it matters but if you look at it from the leafs perspective they will have bought he he'll be 30 and then turning 31 that september 15th i think it is yeah they got his prime or 17th yeah, they they got the 13 best years of Austin Matthews. Mm-hmm. Locked up, done. I, I think the bigger question is, and you talk about certainty and, you know, this window to win. We're coming off of like a really rather pedestrian season for Matthews. Mm-hmm. And that I think is the bigger question than anything is, yes, this guy is, you know, certainly has the ability to go down as one of the greatest goal scorers of all time. He's in incredibly elite company for what he's been able to to do to this point. And he's won the Hart Trophy, and he's done all these amazing things, and he's got a skill and a shot that is so special. But last year he scored 40 goals and only had 85 points. And, yes, the Leafs won a round, but then went out with a whimper again in the second. Where what? he wasn't producing. I, I, he didn't score. Yeah. Well, I think there's question marks to, to this whole, to, to this deal on both sides. Mm. What yeah. does, at the end of this four-year term, um, are the Leafs going to be in a tough spot wishing they got more years? Yeah. But also, at the same time, I think it's fair to, to ask the question is, given that these guys have all been here and they've been able to make it work money-wise, 
and they've been they've filled out the roster to the best of their ability. Mm-hmm. Where he's getting the super superstar payday to the AAV that you know he's north of McDavid, north of McKinnon, a, a record setter on that front, and that's great. But Nathan McKinnon willed his team to a Stanley Cup. Is Austin Matthews? Does he like? That's the one question I have remaining. Is the talent is undeniable. Yeah. I just want to know if he has the fire, bro. That hundred percent. And I agree with you about term in general. Because, but like when you look at most guys who sign those deals, like Tavares, he was what twenty eight when he got his contract. I'm okay with you, or in fact, I kind of want to have that post prime of Matthews, the thirty one, the thirty two, thirty three. I, I don't see a player like that slowing down. But that actually begs the question of: Do you think Matthews actually took this number? Like, did his season have anything to do with this? Because like the the points that you outline. They seem to be completely, you know, irrelevant here when it came to his contract extension. Normally we talk about guys saying, hey, like they're having a contract year. I know technically it wasn't his contract year, but had he been coming off of something that was closer to what he had done in the regular season the year before or a bit better production in the playoffs, how much do you think that would have affected this number? I don't think it factored in at all. Yeah. Because Hmm. I think the truth is that if he wanted to, he could have asked for... 15 or 16 million. And I know that sounds outlandish given what we just said. The truth is someone one in one year's time from now would pay that on the open market. Yeah. So I think you mentioned something there when you were talking Frank about the, the perception of Matthews and in this city, I think it's a fascinating one because his approval rating here has been pretty high. Like I think he's, you know, like all, through the roof, through the roof. He's always been beloved. I think Marner probably takes a little bit more of the beating than, than he does. Marner and Nylander have for, been his shield sure. and Tavares. And, yeah. Yeah. Everybody. But I think the PR and you well, people weren't even asking questions last year. He's on track for like 38 goals for most of the year. And, and no one said, boo. I, I felt like I was the only guy asking you guys on radio. And, when are people going to start talking about this? And you laid out great points about how the, the cap percentage and all that stuff and how, how it worked. No, but how like it's not that bad of a contract in terms of it's good for both sides. But I think the PR from this and the stuff I've been gathering from my buddies who are diehard Leaf fans is that, you know, if he has another season like he did last year where we're talking about him having long stretches where he's not as dominant and there's a lot of times last year where, it's more, where Marner was a much better player for the Leafs than, than Matthews was... I think the public perception of him in this city is going to start to flip a little bit. I think him having the highest AAV amongst anyone in the league, like he has to go out there and prove that he deserves to be the highest AAV guy in the year again. He needs to have a more heart trophy type year than he did last year or else I think this city is going to start to flip on him a little bit. And maybe that four-year term is a good thing for the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at is there are still questions left to be answered. And and that's from both sides. Like it's on the Leafs to also fill out the roster better. And as this cap continues to increase to utilize that, because let's face it, there's no reinforcements coming. There's no prospects in the pipeline Mm -hmm. outside of Matthew Nyes to, to write home about. And when are you going to find meaningful ways to increase this team uh, and their chance to win given the other contract stipulations that we just talked about. So that's part of it. And I think the other part of the discussion that no one really has that's sort of left unsaid, which real diehard Maple Leaf fans should be having the conversation is 
how come Austin Matthews scores 61 goals or whatever it is with Mitch Marner on his line? And then last year without Mitch Marner on his line, you see the year that he has. And yes, you know, the hand injury that may have played a part of it. And, and to be fair, that's in a parentheses too. the rest of the uh, term discussion. He hasn't exactly been the healthiest player given some of the ailments that he has. So that's another fair point to raise when talking an eight year term, but the idea of Matthew's production relative to time with Marner, I think is a, is something that should be looked at more in depth because I'm not saying that Matthews isn't a driver. I think he, he is and can be on his own, but his production is so much better with Marner that I think it's a conversation worth having. Do you think that this is going to have a material impact on the rest of the league's business moving forward? Because I I kept thinking, you know who loves Matthews? The agents. (laughs) They've got to just be thrilled. Because sometimes there was always the story of, hey, when McDavid went back to the table and said, actually, I want to take a million dollars off this. And Sidney Crosby obviously famously did this thing. This happens a lot with stars. And here's Matthews where he's going, no, 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 I'm setting the bar higher for cap percentage. I'm setting the bar in a completely unprecedented way for a superstar with the four years, basically lopping these things in half. Do you think that there's going to be another tier of players coming up that start to replicate this. Do we do essentially, do we see this? I don't as, think so. You don't think so. So we're going to see business as no, usual. Because if, if, if we were going to see it, yeah, they already did this once mm-hmm. instead of taking the eight year term, they took five and Marner took a shorter term. How come David Pasternak signed for eight? How yeah. come Nathan McKinnon signed for eight? How come all these other guys that have come up since then, all took the max term Mm -hmm. and how come they all took essentially less like David Pasternak now making a couple million bucks less than Austin Matthews. And for the next foreseeable future, like that's kind of the point I made heading into the summer was I know that they play different positions and I know that Pasternak hasn't won the hard trophy. And I know that he doesn't play in Toronto, but on a pure production basis, they're very, their numbers are very similar. Yeah. And I just have a hard time making the reach from one to the next based on production alone. And I could see a slight bump for the position, of course, Mm -hmm. but there's a really compelling argument to be made that Austin Matthews should be right. Exactly. Where his 11, six was and had had that continue for, the next five to eight years. That's there's there's a hundred percent a case to be made. Would you want Pasternak for two less million dollars or Matthews? Like contracts, a hundred percent matter. And two million bucks, like we've seen that. What the Leafs last year were something stupid like That's seventeen dollars right over there, the buddy. cap. Like yeah, of course they they look they're in a crunch right now. Still, they're trying to figure out how exactly they're going to end up getting this thing done. Who they're going to have to try to either clear through waivers or what it's going to look like with this roster. Cause there's another move that's going to have to be made. That goes beyond the LTIR guys. Cause they still are over the cap. And yeah, 
thank God, I guess, for Brandon Pridham and the magic that this guy has been able to work with this team. But yeah, what happens when a guy like that is gone who didn't essentially write the salary cap for this team? So yeah, I, I think that the, these things matter. They absolutely need to be addressed. And I do, I think that a lot of people are having these conversations. It's just that social media gets different. And I, I know that already this is going to happen where this, it's going to be up on YouTube page and it's going to be up on Twitter. It's going to get clipped. Jobo is going to fire something out of me saying that I don't love the contract <laughs> and all the Leafs accounts that have some combination of Matthews, Nylander and Marner's name in the Twitter account are going to have something to say about how I'm a negative oh, yeah. jerk, but that's fine. I just, I, I don't, I, I, but I, let's have a real, like, yeah, we're having a real yeah. conversation. And this is the, the truth is this isn't simply distilled. There's a lot of moving parts. The Leafs. I don't think any team in the league was as damaged by the pandemic as the Leafs were. Yeah. Or I mean, the think negotiations about it. They, they had though ahead of it. Well, that's what I'm saying. They have these negotiations on the idea that the cap is going to continue to increase by three, four, or five million every single year. Oh, this is now the fourth consecutive season of a flat cap. I mean, who saw this coming? Sure. No one. The Leafs would be in a totally different spot now if the cap been in the the lower 90s. Yeah. Listen, Frank. We've heard the, this from the Dubasites. Excuses. I'm just saying. Like, all I'm saying is these are these are incredibly nuanced. Yeah conversations that you know can't this is not this doesn't fit dude. in 280 characters dude no no and, doubt and about it no doubt they about come it. through this matthews extension getting a significant piece of business done mm-hmm. i think with significant questions on both ends mm-hmm. and a lot to prove on both ends and maybe that's the way that it should be mm. i'm i'm less concerned about what you're gonna say oh, well i was just gonna ask about the timing of it for me because you obviously saw the clip yesterday frank yeah of, why now of Frege and and uh, Jeff Eric. talking to him. And he Willie's like, oh, I don't really care. There's no rush or whatever. And then five hours later, it's like, Leafs extend, Matthews extend. <laughs> like, am I being too sports talk radio to be like, there's no coincidence there? Like, it felt like they're like, all right, this isn't going to get done. Let's just get the Matthews one out there. Like, it's it, it's hard to believe Spin that that's a, it's It's hard to believe that that's a coincidence. Um, I, I think, first off, everyone's different. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are truly comfortable um, playing out their deal and, and in fact would like to see where the chips fall. Um, other times, I, in, in this case, I would say if I were in Brad Tree Living's chair, I'd want to get Matthews done first before anyone else. Of course. Yes. I think you always get your most expensive ticket item done so that you then have a better and more complete picture of the, of the pie. Yeah, I think it was one of the Dubas mistakes was they saw Nylander walk him into the season. And then, yes, was the contract ended up being a good one because, again, the cap went up, sure. But it put him in a bind of, hey, I already let one of my guys go into the season without a contract who held out. I've got to capitulate to the other two guys who are the bigger two stars and completely get the the thing ass backwards anyway. But, yeah. Why, why do you, you think it happened right now? Like, why? Because, like, McKinnon happened later, right? It was September. Mm, it was it, right before camp, I think. Yeah, it was right before yeah. camp. Sometimes these things do drag out. This is just, yeah, all of a sudden. I it, think tree living was relentless. Yeah. I think they made an enormous push that really wasn't all that talked about to, to try and get this done in late June. Mm. And this was his first order of business. It was like, we, we got to get this done. We got to get this figured out. And the Matthews camp was just like, oh, hold on a second. We're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. They were sort of, I think they rebuffed them and said, 
we'll we'll talk later in the summer and we can talk, you know, just prior to uh, camp opening. But we're not rushing to do anything. And it wasn't a money thing. It wasn't a term thing. Like, they had all the leverage here, and they could basically string this along as, as long as they wanted. They wanted to get more of a sense of a complete picture of where is this thing heading? What was the summer like? You saw the moves that Tree Living made to add to the team. And I think he wanted to feel comfortable about what does the rest of the group feel like? It wasn't, I'm asking for 16 million, four times 16, and I'm going to absolutely put the Leafs over a barrel. It wasn't like that at all. It was just, I want to, I want to get to know you a little bit. I want to understand what you're thinking and thought processes for building this team. And I want to make sure that when I put pen to paper, that this is, I have an authentic chance to win. And this contract that I'm signing still allows this team an authentic chance to win. How do you think Nylander does factor into this? I think he's due a massive raise. Yeah, um, but how do you I don't, think I don't this think might I'm breaking news. No, no, no. But this, in terms of, like, the guy wants a massive raise, but, yeah, there was always the idea of, hey, he's going to maybe be willing to take less if someone else takes less. Matthews does this contract. He's here for four years. Now this is done. Now he becomes the primary focus of the organization, right? Like, now there's nobody else. It's just yeah. you. It's just you, Willie. It's just Nylander. He's talking about how, yes, it, what's the rush, all these different things, but... Yeah, ultimately now he becomes the primary focus of his organization and having Matthews be here for four years, you know, beyond the the contract, do you think that this has had any impact on his camp? Like outside of what we already know, which is, yeah, the guy wants a raise. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I think now the attention is going to shift more towards Nylander from True Living's perspective. Um, I think the one fascinating part about not even just from a cap perspective, but going back to what we were saying about Matthews and the lingering question of his fire. Mm-hmm. That's the most interesting part about the whole dynamic of Nylander is he's the one guy that I don't have any question about. That's part of that core four. I think he's, that's part of his negotiation right now. Well, I th- yeah, I think part of it is, hey, I, I've showed up in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was making way less than these guys. And I've had impressive regular seasons. And you've seen my game continue to grow. What, what does that translate to in terms of cap hit and AAV? I don't know. Frank, uh, thanks for all this, buddy. Uh, awesome. We'll talk to you soon, pal. Have a good one. See you, brother. Uh, there he goes. Frank Cervelli, the Daily Faceoff. Um, awesome. Great chat there. Yeah, Matthews in 40, 181 career games has 542 points, right? Oh He's been a beast. Playoffs, less than a point a game player so far. Mm-hmm. Um, he's basically, yeah, it just, it's, he's, he's played 50 playoff games, got 44 points. It's all right. It's 22 goals. It's all right. It's not, he's won one playoff round. Mm-hmm. And again, this is where I think it's difficult. You want to have that player. It's a no-brainer. You're getting it done. He obviously had all the leverage, so it's really hard to criticize the Leafs front office here because, yeah, they're working from they're they're working behind. They were already set in this position. The precedent had already been set. It obviously was never going to change into Matthew signs eight years at the same number as McKinnon or the same cap percentage like that. 
Those are pipe dreams. That was not going to happen. Matthews but, is... But the question is why? That's yeah, well, the most frustrating Well, I think, I think it is a bit of a perfect mix of uh, timing where you got a guy who is from Arizona who is a big fan of other sports, loves the NBA, views himself as an individual brand, is not afraid to put down... I hate saying bet on yourself. I feel like we say it all the time. <laughs> and I, I, I was trying to, I was like, put down a wager that he will be uh, <laughs> a victorious. On yeah. <laughs> wager on yeah. the, his personal self. It's just, but we gotta, we gotta make, a, we gotta, entering the new seasons, we gotta get rid of bet on yourself. We, hey, especially since Fred left, yeah, you know, yeah. Fred's gone. We gotta, God, his bet worked. It worked so great. He's so rich. No, he's <laughs> so rich. So Dude, rich. Austin Matt's poor. <laughs> he can't hang out yeah, with Fred. He's like, he can't afford to go to no, Fred's he, places. He's got to go with the rugby players. <laughs> I'm going to come over, hey, mate. Hang out with us. We might the same. Uh, great accent, buddy. Anyways, where was I at? Uh, the difficult part of this is just simply that. This guy hasn't won a lick. He has not proven himself as some type of an incredible playoff performer. And yeah, he's had some injuries Mm -hmm. and now he gets half the term of some of these other guys at a unprecedented rate, like a bigger cap hit than McKinnon got a guy who won a Stanley cup and who has essentially accomplished a lot of what Matthews has in the regular season. I know that Matthews, everyone loves to point to the five on five goal scoring, but then it's like, okay, for sure. And that should a hundred percent be there. And I want to say this too. I'm not as concerned when Frank raised the stuff about, Hey, he might still have some stuff to prove in terms of like a regular season goal score player or someone that's going to age. Well, I I don't have those concerns with Matthews. I see a huge uh, uh, lumbering dude whose injuries. Yeah. I guess the wrist one, maybe if you're going to point to that as being a real reason, I thought that maybe it was a little overstated last year. Mm -hmm. thought maybe it was just the guy wants, wanted to get to the playoffs and was getting a little sick of the regular season, all this different stuff. But that also lends itself to the fire argument. I think he's going to age well. I would have loved to have had Austin Matthews for a six-year contract. There's no doubt about it. I would have loved to have Matthews on a five-year contract. Every one of those extra years, to me, would have been a win. He's not John Tavares, who you were signing for his age 28 season, right? So it's a win. The Leafs have this guy for his prime. Guess what? This is hockey. Like, why are we talking about this this way? This is the NHL. Guess who else has all their players that are prime? Everybody. Yeah, everyone gets it. Every, everybody. Yeah, they get them for a it, long time. Yeah, it's it just yeah. like there's been, one, there's been one guy essentially or one franchise recently, and that's been Calgary. Mm. Calgary is the one place there's been – sorry – Calgary and Winnipeg with Pierre-Luc Dubois where he went, I don't like being in Winnipeg. We well, cried his way to two places, Dubois. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. Yeah. And then you've got Columbus in Winnipeg, who went, I want out of here. I don't want to be in Calgary anymore. I'm terrified of McDavid. The guy punched (laughs) my teeth in. He owns me. Oh, he just, I, that, that flames team was so good. And McDavid just, and he and Dreisaitl just body bagged them in a way where it was like, you can never come back here. This is our province now. You got to leave. (laughs) Your two guys have to leave. Bring in new guys because it can't be. Flip it around. (laughs) More guys. Churn the earth. Churn the earth. Dry settles on one leg. Churn the earth. 40 points in five games. Till the soil. (laughs) Something new has to grow here. Because we have, yeah, salted what you yes, guys had they here. Had 29 points combined in that series. Yeah, no, dude, that was, uh, <laughs> and was it, a five, it was a five-game series. I'm telling you, that is, you know when people do the, the Shaq and Kobe thing where it's the, the, meme, the meme of the two? That was them. That's of the two that's the them. Yeah. And, that's and the Kyrie Col- and LeBron meme, yeah, too. That's it. It's yeah. just those two guys, Shaq and Kobe, mm-hmm. uh, those guys into oblivion, into having to leave Calgary. <laughs> anyway, I just, 
it's fine, but it almost feels like Stockholm syndrome when people are like, "Yes, Matthews is staying. He was always it was he was always staying. He was never going to Arizona. Why did people think that he was going to go to the Arizona Coyotes? I Imagine. never thought it was the Coyotes. Hell I always no. thought it was the Kings. And then when the Kings signed all that money to, for Pierre Luc Dubois, that's Man. when I was like, okay, he There's really is. LA and New York are the ones that I just heard the most. But yeah, but someone York, would have given him the money. Cap is destroyed. There's yeah, they have no money for anyone. Sure, someone would have figured out a way to pay Matthews. That's <laughs> not the point. It's not that like sometimes you get pissed about a contract because you go. Who were they negotiating against, right? Mm-hmm. Like if if you were a Mavericks fan and mm-hmm. you signed Kyrie to that contract this offseason, you're going, who was giving Kyrie that money out there? But then you remember it's Kyrie and he would have just left out of spite and gone and signed somewhere else. And then you would have been left holding the bag with Luca going, oh, sorry. What oh, wait. So the leverage was that. Oh, but that's kind of how the Leafs leverage is working here. Matthews is going, uh, I'm only doing this. I'm only doing this. And you have to do it. And that's why I think that the other guys are going to do it too. I think Nylander, I've said it before, he has all the leverage. What what incentive do the Leafs have? Buddy, so excited for the full year of the Marner conversation because no, dude, if, on Kipper and Bourne, it's like he's he's due for a contract next offseason. Mm-hmm. It's he's July one guy next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, except for except for the thing is about that is it feels more likely than not that Nylander just gets walked into that year, and he's actually the walk guy. And he's so, walking. well, well, no, what I mean is. It's going to come down like both of those guys will have conversations about them, mm-hmm. but Nylanders will be impending and Marners will be still a year away. I guess that's fair. So I, it's hard for me to envision a scenario. But you realize who I do a show with, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah buddy. I just, I don't think Marners will come into as big of a focus. Mm. And if I could offer one piece of advice to Mitch Marner is, dude, you are in the catbird seat to just grab some terrific PR. Yeah. If you just were to oh. go into next off season ahead of time, ink up. And by the way, Marner, how old is Marner? He was in the, I think he's 25. I think he's 26. Okay. He's 26. Okay. It would, here's the thing. It would actually make way more sense for the Leafs to have done the shorter thing with Marner this time around than the longer one, especially considering like he's a smaller guy. I wonder how he'll age. Mm-hmm. Playoff. Not a goal scorer. Imperfections. Yeah. So it'll be kind of funny because he'll go, I took the eight years, guys. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but he'll be starting at 28, and that's the same age Tavares signed yeah, his contract. He, he, go, he would start that contract. At, he would sign it by 27 and then start it at 28, yeah. Yeah. Because he would sign it because his birthday's in May, so he would be 27 by the time he signed the okay. contract. Okay. Yeah, signed, but the first yeah. year that he actually plays that contract, he'd be 28. He'd <laughs> yeah. be Tavares. So you would be looking at a guy who would have the same. Tavares signed seven years. So that's probably what Marner. Marner will want the eight, baby. Marner's going to want the eight. Oh, I, yeah. can, I can guarantee you that. People go, look, J.D., people do want to play here. I'm like, yeah, for sure. He's going to want the eight years. So I don't think his will be different. It'll be funny to see if the Leafs go, hey, we actually want to have you on the Matthews deal. Those ones, that, that's basically got flipped. Matthews should have been on the one that Marner wants, and Marner should be on the one that Matthews wants. So... Did you, do you have time for your Nylander thing about the video? I was going to play it and yell during it. <laughs> okay. Play it, Austin. How much time? It's Let's long. take a quick break and I'll okay. come back and I'm going to play right. those Sounds and I'm going to yell. 